0: Discover for yourself how God is able to change your life forever through the ministry of Bishop Dargiewood Mills. Dargiewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International a nomination with over 1,200 churches worldwide. He is an international healing evangelist and author of several best-selling books. He also conducts work of ministry conferences all over the world and has established the Anakazo Bible and Ministry Training Center. Now, listen to Dargiewood Mills. Hallelujah. Well, we are blessed to be here this morning. I don't know whether, you, whether I feel that you are as excited, you're excited as I am, but I'm so excited and I'm so happy. Amen. Exactly a year ago, we gathered here. Amen. Do you remember? And Bishop was in the house. Bless God for another year. God has been gracious. Amen. And God, somebody's doing something with this thing now. God has blessed us to gather here. And it's a very special day. Special day because you are here. And you're part of great things that God is doing. I believe that this morning God is going to minister to us through His servant, the Father that God has given you and given me. <laughs> Amen. All over the world, everybody wants him to be here. But at this moment, the Kadesh is the most blessed church in the whole of Lighthouse family. Because Bishop is in the house. I want you to stand to your feet. Let's welcome the Bishop. Come on, with a shout of
1: praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for the great blessing we have today. Guide us by your wonderful spirit. Lead us into all truth. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said amen. Yes. You may be seated. Hmm. I'm excited to see all of you here. I can see that God is moving here in the Kadesh. Yesterday I saw some pictures of people doing outreaches. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Genesis 28. We are here today to launch the church building project of the Kadesh, And I believe that it's going to be more beautiful than the Kodesh. Because the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. So prophetically what we are going to build here must be more glorious and more beautiful than the former amen, amen. are you excited about that yes. so we are we are we are very glad for the opportunity to be here and to build once again something for the lord amen It is a blessing to be able to build God's house. Everybody is building something for himself. But our affection and interest must be and is for the house of the Lord. Amen. As you can see, there are people also in every part of the city and of the world and whilst we are here, it is our duty to do what we can, what we must, what we should. Because the time is going to come, we will not be here. a few years, we all, many of us will be gone. We won't even exist. So whatever we could have done, that is it. If we haven't taken the decision to come here, we wouldn't be here. We will just be in the Kodesh. Praising ourselves that all is well. But all is not well. Because there are many people that are waiting for God. Hoping to hear about God. And who cannot come there. And cannot go to so many places. I'm just from the airport. Kadesh. I also launched their building project there. Amen. So. I want us to. Be very spiritual when it comes to building the house of the Lord. Let's turn to the father of the most unusually blessed nation, Israel. His name originally was Jacob, changed to Israel. By Genesis 28. And Jacob, verse 10, went from Beersheba, and he lighted on a certain place, and tarried there all night. Because the sun was set, he took up the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and laid down in that place to sleep and he dreamed and behold a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven and behold the angels of God ascending and descending on it and behold the Lord stood above it and said I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, to the north, to the south, and in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Verse 15, Behold, I am with thee, and I will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done which I have spoken of to thee. And Jacob awoke out of his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place. This is none other but the house of God and this is the gate of heaven. A house of God is a gate of heaven. A house of God is a place, a gate is a place where there is an entrance. An entrance is made to give access to something. And the house of God is a gate of heaven. It's a gate that allows heaven to have access to the people on earth. Hallelujah. So whoever came here today, this is the house of God. You are coming in direct contact with what is coming from heaven for your life. So Jacob arose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillow and set it up for a a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. And he called the name of the place Bethel. But the name of that city was called Luz at first. Verse 20. And Jacob vowed a vow saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in this way and give me bread to eat and raiment to put on so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. Number two, this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. And three, of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. Amen. Amen. This is the, you know, the origins of God's blessing and power on Israel. Israel is an, an unusual nation. Today it is an oasis in, a, in the Middle East. It is the most developed, unusual, prosperous Spot in the Middle East on the north is Syria on the right is Jordan on the side is the sea and down there is Egypt you know and um, surrounded by 150 million hostile enemies you get it Israel did not exist did not exist a hundred years ago 100 years ago was 19... uh, We are in 2015. 100 years ago was 1915. Israel did not exist as a nation. But there was England. You get it. And um, it came into existence. There was no language like Hebrew. But it came into existence in 1945. And they brought... They are relatives from all over the world and came into that little spot and fought and possessed the land. So Israel is a strange and unusual nation with a lot of supernatural blessings. Alright? So as we are here, we, 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 the children of God, are the spiritual Brothers, we have been added, the Bible says, to the commonwealth of Israel. And have been added to the covenants of the promise. So there are covenants with Israel that we are now part of. Alright, and there is a commonwealth. Everybody say, wealth that is common. Yeah, commonwealth. Alright, that we are all a part of because we have come into the house of God. So, I want you to see when Jacob fell asleep, he saw angels ascending and descending. And when he woke up, he said, wow, God is in this place. Now, I know that the whole earth looks the same. But I want you to know that even though we, we we, we don't emphasize on physical places, you find out that God does have places that he chooses. And when he chooses that place, you get it. It becomes his house. And when it becomes his house, it becomes a gate of heaven. Hallelujah. So you must be excited because God has chosen this land as his house. Now when we first came here, I tell you, it was quite a wonderful sight to see from up the hill there. It was the only space that is left in this whole area. In fact, it's very difficult to get a big land in Accra to do anything. You know, but this whole place, there were houses everywhere. But supernaturally, this space had been reserved for the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. And here we are today. I think we started us about a year ago, right? Exactly today. Yes. And you can see what the Lord has already done. But it is nothing compared to what is going to take place over here. Now, you may be walking by a house of God and not know. Just like Jacob. He awoke out of his sleep and he said, hey. Surely the Lord is in this place and I knew it not. It's like a man of God. You may be with a man of God but you may not know that God is with the man. Because God allows his men to look a certain way and also allows mystery around his will. The Bible describes his will as mysterious. So the will of God is Mysterious And so you walk by the land And not know that this Is the house of the Lord And he said how dreadful is this place This is none other Than the house of God This is the gate of heaven So as we build this church We are becoming a great Blessing by Creating a gate Like an access Way for people to access heaven and for heaven to have access to people on earth. If you take the Kodesh or you take Kolegon or you take any of the churches. People have been saved there. Many people have been saved right in front there. People have given their lives to Christ. People have been healed. People have been delivered from evil spirits. People have been anointed, filled with the spirit, God in married, God in buried, everything. is a direct channel and access to God. And so what we are involved in building is spiritual. Now if you take, I was talking to you about certain places that God has chosen. If you take um, uh, places, you see like for instance, the, the, the disciples. Jesus told them, go, he appeared to them in Galilee, and he told them, go to Jerusalem, and wait for the promise of the father. So you, I mean, you even wonder like he's here, it's like, okay, you just wait here. The promise is coming. But then you see, go to Jerusalem. It's like he's chosen Jerusalem to do these things. And you see that places have been chosen by God. Amen. Alright. So Jacob rose up early in the morning and he put a pillar there. Alright, and he made a covenant. And if we are part of the commonwealth of Israel, it is important for us to know, it is important for us to know that we must also look at the vows that Israel made. Three vows. Amen. And he said, if God will do these three things, then I will also do these three things. How many want God to do these three things for you so that you also do three things for him? Wow. Number one, if God will be with me, how many want God to be with you? Hey. How many know that the devil is not afraid of you? It is the God in you and the God with you that the devil is afraid of. there is nothing special about anybody that the devil is afraid of. When we stand as a shell, there is nothing that makes the devil afraid of us. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. He said, I will be with you. So when you know who is with you, are you listening to me? When you know who is with you, then you know That you are going to make it. Because all these forces are with you. From today, God is with you. And he says, if God will keep me in this way that I go, protect me. God is going to protect you starting from this afternoon. How many want divine protection? Your kidney needs protection from failure. Your liver needs protection from cancer. Your breast needs protection from cancers and tumors. Your, your, your brain needs protection from tumors and cancers. You may not know. Your, your body even needs protection from germs. From, from, from cells that change. From tumors. From all kinds of situations. Our bodies need protection. If God doesn't protect you... That's it. Look at what happened in Paris. I mean, you can just be watching a a, a concert, having a concert, and then lie down and you are dead. In restaurants, in in cafes, in all kinds of places. There are so many strange evils that fall and befall places and people at all times. People can't even believe that it is happening. And so, Jacob said, If God will keep me, God is keeping you from today. And God will keep you, you will not die a foolish death. In Jesus name. And number three, God will give me bread to eat. Verse 20. God will give me bread to eat. In other words, God should provide for me. God will provide what I need. You know, these are three things that Jacob covenanted with God. God will give me bread. And Israelites are a very unusual group of people who God has protected. Even when they were persecuted in Germany, God kept them. You see, when Adolf Hitler came into power in 1933... There were, in Berlin alone, there were 6,000 lawyers who were Jews. You see, everywhere, they, everywhere they, they are, it's a little mysterious. They just become very prosperous, blessed. You know, once I was in Israel, next time we, we go to Israel, you see, um, they sell a t-shirt of the accomplishments and the achievements of Israel. And they write on it the Nobel Prize winners for science, for inventions, for so many many of the inventors, scientists of the world, including Einstein, were and are Jews, or are and were Jews, mysteriously. Yeah. And are chiefest inventors of a thousand different things. All Jews, you see. They sell a t-shirt like that, and they put it on the front, and then they write another group what they've achieved, and you see it's nothing. They have achieved zero. Yes. Technology, everything. Science, medicine, Israel. Very, very, all kinds of things. God has been with them. Protected them. And within it threw them out of Germany. Okay, as you're them out of Germany, nobody knew that. America is going to become the next richest, most powerful nation in the world. All several of them were put on ships and they went, including Einstein from Germany, was put on a ship and was taken to America where they had nothing. And as usual, there again he said, if God will be with me, you see, when God is with you, it's like some (laughs) fantastic supernatural, if God will be with me, if God will keep me, and then God will give me bread to eat. Wow. Today, 40% of all billionaires in in the top billionaires, 40% are Jews. All Jews. The richest group in America, if you take a dividing group, Ghanaians, Nigerians, Spanish, Polish, Japanese, German, all the origin you, you, you divide... The Jews are one of the smallest group. It is the wealthiest by far of every group in America. Yeah. I, you see, and it's like, it's like magic. You see, this is what we all dream about. And you see that wealth and blessing, you see, you, you can be rich, but not blessed. But when God blesses you, you also be rich because the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. Yes, there are people that are rich but they are not blessed. But you cannot be blessed by God without becoming rich. You will be rich in Jesus' name. See, if God will be with me, if God will keep me, and if God will give me bread to eat, you will think that it's automatic that you'll get bread to eat. But you see, people don't do well. If you look at the black man, you see that the, the curse. It's really affecting us. Yes, look at the area. Look at the area. Recently I went to Korea and I I was taken to preach in a church, you know, in Seoul, Korea. When I got there, when I finished preaching, I was going, they said, Oh, some Ghanaians are around, they want to see me. So when I came, I saw our brothers in Korea. So he said, do you have papers? I said, oh, we don't even want papers. We, we can't get papers. We don't want papers. Papers mean that legal state? No. So you come to say, oh, yes, this church has a free hospital. Every sickness we have, they care for They know that we are illegal. We are everything, all our medical, whatever. So we come here. We are just str-. My heart, I felt, I felt compassion. I said, oh, it's like everywhere where this group is, It's not easy for them. Even in Korea. And I went to Italy. I went to a place like, uh, it was a a hostel. I've never seen a place like that in Europe. Only black people and Ghanaians. Only Ghanaians. It was three or four floors. Ghosts like this, ghosts like this, ghosts like this. Hassless Oh no, no, no! I said, "Is this Italy? This is Italy." You see, there is something like a called a blessing that is supernatural. It's invisible, and it's only when you step back and look at the overall picture that you see that oh, there's a blessing at work. It's only when you step back. When you're looking at individuals, you will not see. It's like tithing. If you look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this, you'll never see it. That's why we do statistics in the university. To step back and look at the picture. The big picture. If you are not educated, you don't understand statistics. Yeah. What I'm saying, you don't understand if, you, are not, if not, you have not been to school a bit. Statistics make you step back and see. What percentage of those who do this have this? What percentage of those who do that? It shows you the trend. That's how they know even that a footballer is not good. They count the number of times he shoots a goal and the number of times he goes in. And they look at the person and say that now it's only 28% of your balls that are going into the goal. Your value has gone down. We cannot keep you from next year. But if you were to take each match, the person will come and argue. I had malaria. That is why. I wasn't feeling well. That is why. You see, my girlfriend called me. So each match you have an explanation. But when they step back and they look at the overall picture, they say, hey, brother, your time is past. One time I met Tony Eboanis football. I met him. I met him on a flight, and I asked him, "Is it true?" Because Ghana was going to play World Cup for the first time. So I said, "Can't you play for us?" I wanted him to play for us. Can't you play? Is it true that you? I mean, why can't you play? He said, "You see, but at a certain point, when you, you see that it, it doesn't go in straight." <laughs> yeah, they, they they calculate it. Fantastic. When you step back and you look at Israel, you'll see that God is with them. you see that, wow, you were down, but you've come up. That will be what people will say about you. Yeah. you you'll see that you went to a very strange situation, but God has kept you and protected you. Then you see that supernatural is like you always have provision. And this is what I want you to tap into. As we decide and embark on building a house of God. Hallelujah. A gate of heaven. Amen. Now let us see what Jacob also promised. And let us see. He said, then number one, verse 22. This stone, which I have set for a pillar, will be God's house. No, no, first was verse 21. says, then the Lord shall be my God. That's all. So God, he's also offering three points. Verse 21 says, then the Lord shall be my God. If you are a lawyer, you understand the contract very well. The Lord shall be my God. How many God lovers do I have here? Hmm. You love God? You love God? Yes. Choose to serve God. Don't serve idols. The most common idol today is the ultimate idol. And the ultimate, most profound idol you can find on this earth is money. Mammon. What is guiding people? What makes them do what they do? What makes them take the decisions that they take? What makes them wake up? What makes, moves them? Almost everybody who has not obeyed God to come into the ministry, you can connect it to money. That is why it is the ultimate challenger of God. Not the devil. Money. He said you cannot serve God or mammon. It's the ultimate challenger. Yes. Oh yeah. It's mammon. Over the years, I've learnt it. At first, I used to think if a rich man has mine that's why you, you hardly see me walking around with a, a rich man. Yeah. Even where I'm, where I'm pastoring, they are all they, they don't have, they don't have anything. Some of them they, they share phones. When when I get a text, I have to, I have to check which one. Is because they are sharing phones. You use it, then I also use it and use it and put its name under that. This is me. Yeah. What makes people take decisions? Even past we pastors, you see pastors. So I'm going to Germany. I'm going to Minnesota. I'm going to Hamburg. I'm going to this. I'm going to here. But you not hear a pastor say often, "I'm going to Wagadugu." No, Ghana pastor. So ask yourself, which one is leading? Is it Mammon? Or God, the Holy Spirit, when there are more souls in Guinea, in Conakry, and such places. But you see, as we are going to America, I'm going to the States. States. We call states about. <laughs> what is the ultimate guide, or ultimate alternative to God? it's nothing but money. Don't think of a demon with dragon with a spears. He said, number one, God will be my God. God will be my God. The Lord will be my God. I will never, nothing, and that is my vow and my prayer to God that I will never be ruled by money or by the ultimate and nothing like that will ever guide me in what I'm doing. What I preach, what I say. friendship with money, power, and all these things will never guide me. It's my prayer. I'm a man, so I only can pray. You ask yourself, what is your ultimate guide and controller of your life? The big decisions of your life, what is guiding it? That's why people like Bishop Saki are rare. When he was a young lawyer, he, he, he threw away his law as if he was playing football. He just played it to the back and went on the next step. There wasn't even a thought. Bishop Saki will not give two thoughts about such a thing. Yes, Loving God and having God as your God. Hmm. There is nothing like it. When the Bible says all things work together for good, you would think it's all things work together for good for Christians. No. Put that verse, Romans 8, 28. We know that all things work together for good, not for Christians, but for them that love God. It's not for Christians. It's for them that love God. Yes. When you watch a film, you see that if it's Rambo, everything works together for him. For good to the very end of the film. Is always it always works out for good. Even when they've arrested him in the film, you know that they, they are taking him to the place where he is going to he's going to have the last show. Is it not true? We are all interested in such people because we are seeing Romans 8:28 in all these films. Once you are the star, Romans 8:28, when they catch you, say it will work. They will rather transfer you to the underground where the big bad boss is there. Then something will happen. Then you come out. Then they will do something like that uh, to the end of the film. That will be your testimony in this life that all things are working together for your good. But not for Christians or for anybody. But for them that love God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, you see another fantastic verse there for those who love God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. As it is written, eh, these are what we are dreaming for. I has not seen. Ears have not heard. You see, like these are the type of blessings that are coming to your life. Somebody hasn't seen it before. Not your Hyundai accent that has been seen so many times. But something that I have not seen. Ears have not heard neither has it entered into the heart of man. The things which God has prepared for Christians, no! No! These are things that are prepared for God's love. These are things that have been prepared for lovers of God. Together for good, it's a verse we've been quoting for tragedies. Anytime there's a tragedy, we, we bring it up. So when they have this one. How can it work out for good? But when you are a God lover, you can take this verse freely and start displaying it, knowing that all things are going to work together for good. He that has my commandment. John 14 verse 21. He that has my commandment. And keepeth them. He it is that loveth me. Wow. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. My father will love him. The one who loves me. And I also I also love him. And what? Manifest. Wow. Manifestations. Happen to people who are God-lovers. Yes. Manifestations of love. Yes. For those who love God. It's not for everybody. He that loveth me. He it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me. Shall be loved of my father. And I also will love him. And will manifest Many of us are not experiencing manifestation of his love and his power. Today marks the beginning of manifestations of power and love in your life. In Jesus' name. So number one, God shall be my God. That's your side. I want everybody to decide I will be a, I will like, I will love God. Oh, it is my greatest secret. I've prospered more than many of the so-called businessmen that are calling themselves businessmen in, in town. Is my number one secret to prosperity. is to love God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. God has been my closest. He's everything to me. God has taken away everything else so that I will see only him and love only him. Yes. He has taken away everything from me so that I will only know him. That's what God has done to me. Yes. So that my heart and my love and my affection will be on him. It has been my greatest secret. When we talk about, I has not heard almost everything I've seen, but not my eye has not seen one. View. Even this cadet, who has ever heard of building a headquarters, then later building three of the headquarters? No, heard it, it heard it before. It has not even entered our hearts. When I stood under that light pole at Legon in 1990, and I said, I'm going to be a pastor, and I told Bishop Sakem, Bishop that, that I'm going to be a pastor from today. I have not entered my heart. I have not entered my heart. I'm going to be head of it. When I standing, the other day I was standing in Jakarta on the top of a skyscraper looking out of my hotel window. I couldn't, I was wondering, I've not imagined being here or in the Philippines, in Manila. I've not imagined being in Singapore in the tallest hotel in the Southeast Asia. I've not imagined all these privileges and experiences. Wow. You see, Many of us are operating at a far lower level than God has intended. And it is because you have not become a God lover. Let me advise you. Let me tell you the greatest commandment and with the greatest rewards is that thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your feelings, with your time, with your energy, with your life. There is nothing stronger than that. Jesus himself was asked, Sally, what's the greatest commandment? He said, look, to be honest, the greatest is to love God. Wow. Wow. Look, I'm not preaching for long. Genesis 28, go back. So that I come, then the Lord shall be my God. Number two, tw- verse 22. This stone which I have set shall be God's house. How can it be God's house? In other words, I'm going to build God's house here, this pillar. I'm coming to build God's house here. Building a house for God is one of the clearest manifestations of your love for him. You cannot love God without loving his house. I said you cannot love God without loving his house. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I was I was, I was excited about it. I was excited. In 1 Chronicles 29, David said, verse 7 or somewhere, they said, because of my affection, because of my affection for the house of the Lord, I have set my affection upon the house of my God i have of my own proper good i've provided this amount of gold and silver this is a god lover somebody who has affection for the house the house the house of god wow. Wow. jacob said this pillar you see this pillar it will be a house for god it will be a gateway of heaven it will be a gateway of heaven no wonder Israel is an unusual place. and An unusual nation. A few weeks ago, I took off from Tel Aviv. And I look out of my window in British Airways. And I look at the city of Tel Aviv. I say, it's a wonder. It's a wonder. Yeah. A hub and a home of technology. Warfare. Nuclear technology. Anything you can imagine. Wonder. It is there. And they spend about twenty to thirty percent of their budget on security. And the last, I will, me, I will give the tenth unto thee. When I wrote my book on the tithing, I wrote to, I said, Pharisee, I wrote to a, 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 a rabbi, and he wrote back. He was very excited about the book. Jews, they gave in the year that I was writing the book. They gave four billion dollars to their synagogue, to their rabbi that year. Four billion to the, you see, not to uh, project of this uh, uh, water aid, health, whatever. No, to the synagogue, to the rabbis. No, billion, four billion dollars. Jews in America. No wonder they are unusual, and you see that to one extent to another, these three co- contracts are being fulfilled. This is the, the house of God. God is God. There is no God, no other God, even the ultimate idol. I advise all of you never follow money. Money is a wicked God. There is a man called Nahash the Ammonite. He asked the Israelites, they told him that, please, we want peace with you. He said, then you, you have to serve. He said, we will serve you. Then the man said, Nahash the Ammonite. He said, everybody shall remove his right eye and put it on the table. And then you, you, you shall be my servant. Nahash the Ammonite. Satan is a wicked Lord. If he becomes your Lord and your master. Our God is not like that. Then shall you return and see the difference. Between him that serveth God And him that serveth him not Hallelujah So brothers and sisters Today We are just starting another church building Yes Another church building From here I'm going to another site We are building churches We are building in Abidjan We are building in Freetown We are building in Liberia Different countries All And we are financing a lot of it from Ghana Yes Yes Because there are other people. I will fully give myself, this pillar will be a house of God. You can ask my pastors, I'm always encouraging them, let us build a church. Build it to be a house for God. You can check the towns. When I mention the town, you don't know the town that is in Ghana. It's in Ghana. We are building a church there. We have more than 400 building projects in this church. So brothers and sisters, let me tell you, for Me, I've set my affection. Put that verse, but I love that verse says, because I've set my affection. Wow, <laughs> affection on, on the house. I always remember my father in law. His affection was in the house. The first time I met my wife, she might be, she was my beloved. She was telling me, she said, hmm, My father, you know, at first they were like always complaining. He has bought a six thousand pound organ. For the Methodist Church, then after that he has made pills. After that he's done this. As time went on, I saw even up to his death, a man that was never sick. Even he wanted to be sick. There was no. Sometimes he would come to the hospital like, check me. There is nothing wrong. With, admit, I, I need admission. There is nothing wrong with you. Ninety years old. There is nothing wrong with you. The Lord will be with you. This is how your life is going to end. In Jesus' name. Yes. He was 90 90 years old. Supernatural. The Lord shall be with you. Because I've set my affection on the house of God. On his servants. Yes. Those of you who honor Bishop Saki as your pastor, you are doing the right thing. That is the right thing to do. You 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 are... You're honoring is the right thing. I've set my affection. Affection. Did you hear me? Affection. Like the church. have careful there's a Affection. Amen. And most of the places we are building church, you will never see it in your life. Because it's not to impress you. (laughs) It's not to impress you. It doesn't have anything to do with you. It's our affection for and our love for him, for God. Yeah. You will never see it. It has nothing to do with you. It's not to impress you. You will never go there. Even when I mention the time, you will not know. Do you know Corey? Do you know Mamu? Do you know my center? It is the Guinea. You don't know all these places. Do you know Kisidugu? It's a place. It's not a case, it's a place. We are launching today our new wonderful project outside there. Hallelujah. And. For me, I like this, you know, this, 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 this three contracts. What is the first three? What, 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 what are you asking from God? Number one, if God will do what? God will be with me. Hey, it shall be so in Jesus' name. Yeah. Number two, if what? God will keep me. God will protect you. Yesterday, I was contacting our, I was speaking to our pastors in Paris. I said, how are you? Say, we are all safe by the grace of God. We are all safe. We were going for an all night when this thing happened. So but we are all saved. And I said to them, you will never die a foolish death in Paris in the name of Jesus. And number three, what? God will give me food to eat. Ah, you will never beg till you die. You will never be in need to ask somebody for something in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. I said in Jesus' name. Yes, you will never be in need till your last day on this earth. Amen. You will say that God has actually given me food to it. Then what are the three things you will do for him? Number one, he will be your God. Or the ultimate idol will be your God. The ultimate challenger. Will he be your God? No. Number two, this pillar will turn into a house of God. Yes. Hey! You see that red sand there, as long as God has given us bread, this sand will turn into a mighty building. I said it will turn into a mighty building for the the Lord. You think God will bless us and strengthen us to turn it and to do it. And what's the third one? All that he gives you, I will give him a tenth Tithing. What a blessing. Stand to your feet. You don't want to stop the preaching? Yeah. Lift your hand. Let me bless you. Father, I thank you Those that are under the sound of my voice. Let these three blessings rest upon them and be permanent. Keep them, Lord, from dying in a car. From being pulled out of a car as a dead body. In Jesus' name. Keep them from dying in an aeroplane. Keep them from drowning in a lake. Drowning in a river. In the name of Jesus. Keep their organs from diseases. In the name of Jesus. The Lord shall be with you. The Lord shall be on your right hand side. The Lord shall be on your left hand side. The Lord shall be in front of you. The Lord shall be behind you. Keep them from the plague of robbers in the name of Jesus now may he provide bread water kitchen to cook the bread, oven to make the bread, money to buy the bread shop to get the bread it is your portion until you die in the name of Jesus Poverty shall never visit you again. Whatever keeps you from loving God, whatever keeps you from knowing God, whatever keeps you away from your God, today it is dying in the name of Jesus. Anything that is a hindrance, whatever is a blockage and an opposition to your love for God, today marks the end of that thing in your life in the name of Jesus and now your 10% it's for the Lord that son that we see shall turn into a house of God whatever God has given you for his house shall go into the house of the Lord and therefore you shall begin to partake of the commonwealth of Israel this shall be your portion receive the blessing of jacob the blessing of israel the supernatural impartation of god's help in your life from today in jesus name you are walking out of this place a blessed and supernatural being with divine covering divine protection a convoy of angels supernatural beings all around you helping you and guiding you and being with you in the name of Jesus Christ let these blessings abide and stick to you all the days of your life in Jesus mighty name Amen Hallelujah Hallelujah every head bowed and every eye closed If you are here today, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus as your Savior. Maybe somebody invited you to church. I want you to give your life to God today. Today. I don't know who you are, but there's somebody here. You came. Deep in your heart, you know if you die today, if you die tomorrow, you will not go to heaven. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ if you are here, you want to give your life to God today, I want to pray with you. If you are here like that, lift up your hand like this. Lift your hand up high and I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. Just lift it up high. I see your hand. I see all your hands. Lift it up high. Pastor, pray with me. I want God. I want Jesus. I want my sins to be washed away today. Please pray with me. Help me. I want to know God today and I want to love God from today. Then your hand should go up. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see all your hands. If you have lifted your hand, come come, come from where you are standing come to me in the front here I want to pray with you we are closing come all the way to the front here God is changing your life today all to thee. my blessed savior say this prayer say this prayer with me say Lord Jesus please forgive me for my sins I am sorry say I am sorry for all my wicked ways today I open my heart I receive Jesus as my savior my master and my lord oh God please forgive me please accept me As your child. Say from today. From today. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. And I will serve Jesus Christ. Lift your hand. Say thank you Jesus. Please write my name. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In Jesus name. I pray. Amen.
0: We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's Word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books, and other resources by Darkwood Mills, please visit our website at www.darkwoodmills.org. God richly bless you.